0: Welcome to the Vortex Nation podcast, brought to you by lovers of hunting, shooting, public lands, the Second Amendment, and good food. All right, what is up, everybody? Got my good friend, Ryan Muckenhurn, across from me. You'll notice we're sitting down. I mean, we sit down a lot. But this is a cartridge talk, Ryan, which is generally a 10-minute talk, which is never a 10-minute talk. More often, a 20-minute talk.
1: But we never sit.
0: But we never sit, because this is a full-length cartridge talk. You've been wanting to... Still up for debate whether this will be some sort of series. We're going to make it a thing for today. I'm going to... What do they call on. it? Uh, I'm going to... Uh, make a concession? No, not make a concession. I'm going to uh, humor you oh, today. Mark. Ryan's had a concept in his head. He's like, I want to do this lead balloons cartridge series talking about cartridges that are lead balloons and i'll i will grant you i'll grant you it's a clever play on words lead you know we're talking cartridges and bullets even though for you you're always "Ah, copper 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 uh which i love copper projectiles too so i'm not saying anything against them regardless some people say irregardless which is ridiculous. It's just regardless, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. If my buddy Anderson is listening to this, he says you're regardless, and I hammer him to the ground on it every time. Blaster, if you're paying attention, Yeah. it's just regardless. People in Wisconsin also
0: like to say, I need to dethaw something. No, hmm. you just need to thaw it.
1: I see. It just needs to thaw. Anyway,
0: we're talking about a cartridge here today. Uh, oh, a, hold on. Uh, just
1: hold on a minute, Mark. Just give me a hot second here. About 860 days ago, I pitched, I got to check the numbers on that. Approximately. About 860, I pitched the idea for lead balloons, in which we highlight a cartridge that was commercially introduced, but from the like commercial success standpoint, not a winner. Didn't float. Mm-hmm. Not because it's a bad cartridge, but it just never hooked up. Sure. Some of them, rotten tomatoes. Some of them, exceptional. hmm A lead balloon. Right.
0: That will be interesting if, you know, if we talk about a few of these in the future. Because like you said, some of them are just like, How, you look at it, it's like, it's got everything, right? Oh, yeah. And you're like, bleep, bleep, you know? Yeah. And then some, you're like, I can, yeah, I get it.
1: You know what I forgot to do? What? I forgot to get a balloon and a string and some silver spray paint and sp- paint a lead balloon. No. So imagine me holding a, a balloon that's not floating as if it was made of lead.
0: Yeah. not Not too long ago. We had a, a listener comment. I, should, I uh, I'm thinking of this now, so I don't recall the actual. If you're listening out there, you know who you are. They, they made the suggestion just not that long ago. They're like, "Hey, you guys should uh, do uh, cartridge talks on cartridges that never took off." Yeah. So then I took that comment, and then I was like, "Yeah, we should do that." Then it got
1: some. He's got some teeth. Yeah. Because it was my idea. Because it was a cool name. Mark's like, "Hate it." Not doing it.
0: Nah. It va- It validated your idea. I was like, I- no.
1: It, 8, 860 days is approximately when... It's been almost yeah. three years. Anyway, it's fire the fire the weapon, Mark.
0: It's really not that different than a regular cartridge. It's not. not. No. It's the it's same just, thing. It's just a thing. fun twist. We get lots of suggestions for cartridges. We do. And this is one of them, the one we're going to talk about today. It is. is. Pro- hopefully, we've either kept p- people in suspense long enough or they've already left. We don't <laughs> know. We'll look at the numbers on this podcast after. I think it's been suggested by a couple people. I think it's been suggested by by the same person a bunch of times. Uh, One that I have here, Robert Rink. Hmm. Is that how you would?
1: I'm going to go with Rink, yeah. Okay. Yep.
0: How about a 10-minute talk, which this isn't, on the 325 WSM, the 325 Wisdom, Ryan? Now, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see about as many printouts as I've ever had. And we're talking about a cartridge here that did not take off Mm -mm. at all. No, not really. Now, often when people suggest a cartridge trying, it's because they love it. Yep. And Robert, he may well love this cartridge. One of the last of his kind. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't, but as many printouts as I have in front of me right now, I don't. Are you going to
1: change my mind? I don't know. I think it's worth mentioning. To quote Hunter S. Thompson... Too weird to live, too rare to die.
0: There you go. Now, hopefully, uh, lots of caveats here. I'm giving lots of caveats. Yeah. I say that, yeah, I'm not into this thing. I don't like it. I don't care for it. I don't think it has a place. In the same breath, I could say, if this is the only car, uh, rifle you had, you're good to go. That would be a damn good one. So, yep. how can it be? I don't know. Let's talk a little history here, Ryan. Let's talk about the three twenty five WSM.
1: Wisdom. The Wisdom. The year was 2005. Yes, it was. Topping the rock and roll charts, Foo Fighters, Best of You. Are you sure? Yes. Did you look this up? I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was serendipitous <laughs> that it was called Best of You. I don't think this is the best Wisdom. but no. it's, a, it's a good Wisdom. I think it might be the worst Wisdom. Oh, no.
0: Okay, let's go. Keep going.
1: We're, are, so we talked about this earlier. We're going to classify this as a medium bore. Now, if anybody's out there, be like, that's not a medium bore. A medium bore starts at point three six six or point three seven five. All right, it's bigger than thirty, smaller than three seventy five. How about that? There
0: you so, go. It's about right, the middle.
1: We'll call it a medium. <laughs> it is uh, an eight millimeter, which was a very perplexing choice. Mm-hmm. And over the past, you know, decade or so, or a little bit longer than that, almost two decades. Wow. I've read why it was an eight millimeter, not a three thirty eight, which would be like the conventional
0: Well, so and like, you know, we can't talk about any cartridge without talking about the best cartridge, the three hundred WSM, the three hundred wisdom, as yeah. they call it, as we call it. That was kind of the uh or that was the original WSM, right? Mm. The three hundred, right? The best. Introduced in two thousand, I believe. So we're looking at five years later. Yep. And like you said, Everybody thought the next progression was going to be... 338. 338, right? Yes. But it doesn't sound... It sounds like they tried.
1: It does. And it's, so I've read speculations on this as to why it wasn't. And okay, so the design intent of the Wism family was to duplicate or exceed the long Magnum version of it. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so aside from the 270 Wism, which maybe it was gunning for the 270 Weatherby... Maybe that's what they were going for. It certainly surpasses what the 270 Winchester can do. That's kind of the other 270 long action. Mm-hmm. The 300 was gunning for the 300 Win Magnum, the full length version. Mm-hmm. The 7 Wism was gunning for the 7 Rem Magnum. The 325 Wism was gunning for the 338 Win Mag, but it wasn't a 338. It was a 323 or an 8 millimeter. Right. I've heard that. The reason that it was an eight millimeter, not a three thirty eight, is because they couldn't get the performance numbers that they wanted using a three thirty eight projectile for whatever reason.
0: Right. It it came up short. Yes.
1: I have also <laughs> heard. <laughs>
0: Sorry, that, was, that just
1: get that boom in there. Yeah. Right. Um, I've also heard that feeding mm-hmm. was compromised. Mm-hmm. Um, just general reliability, um, consistent pressures, and maybe this all goes into we couldn't emulate or. Or exceed the performance of the long version. Right. But it was curious. It was it was super weird. And at that point in time in my life, I'd have been like fifteen years old. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird that they went with an eight millimeter over a 338. And I think that maybe my head was going to the hand loader at that point in time. Like, well, you, you've pretty much just hamstrung them because there's like a very small smattering of bullets available in the eight millimeter diameter at that time. From like a really good projectile standpoint. There's certainly eight millimeter bullets out there. Eight millimeter is not a new diameter by any stretch of the imagination.
0: It's not, but historically, and I'd say even today, although maybe more popular yeah. than when the three twenty five was introduced,
1: still not very popular. flounders. You'd say it's a lead balloon. Yeah. Yeah. But it it does do exactly what they wanted it to do. And it does it very well. Which is get to that three thirty eight performance level. In a smaller action, lighter gun, shorter barrel, more nimble, with potentially less recoil. Okay. It checks the boxes. I think its undoing might have been its unconventional bullet, and then the limited scope of use for a cartridge of that ferocity, right? It's a big round from like a recoil standpoint. Yeah, do you know how many foot pounds it's generating? 3,770-ish. In fact, Mark, on those printouts, if you were to flip yeah. through... A
0: couple. New printer is printing double sided right now, which I guess is probably environmentally.
1: It's only set to Mark's printing preferences.
0: Huh. Yeah, I just I don't know I don't,
1: I don't like double sided. Well, let's, let's take a look here. All right,
0: yeah, this is yours. I printed. So out I'm going to separate
1: these. I went ahead and I compiled a couple of 33 caliber options, um, and then the 325 WSM. Few things. So we went ahead and we looked at first and foremost a bullet weight. In a factory loaded option, muzzle velocity, muzzle energy, and then drop at 500 yards. Okay. Which is a long ways. So a 325 factory load. This is a Winchester. It's a combined technologies loading. So it's a 200 grain Acubond. Okay. Great bullet. Mm-hmm. MV on the box, 2950. Muzzle energy, 3866. It's got some horsepowers. Okay. Okay. At 500 yards with a 10 mile an hour. Full value wind, we require about 9.7 MOA with a 100 yard zero and about 4.1 MOA of windage correction in order to defeat that. that that's a pretty remarkably flat shooting cartridge, yeah. especially for a big critter. The closest comparison in a factory loaded cartridge outside of the 338 Wind Mag would be the 338 Ruger Compact Magnum. Also, a cartridge not a lot of people hear about, but a brilliant cartridge nonetheless. It is. 225 grain SST with a muzzle velocity of 2,750, putting up 3,778 foot-pounds of energy. However, when we get to the 500-yard line, we're going to see a considerable, not a considerable, but an amount more drop, 11.2 MOA, okay. identical wind values. Uh, and I think the 325 is coming to the table with a higher muzzle velocity, and that's helping with the wind deflection. It's a slippery bullet, too, 200-grain AcuBond's got a, a decent BC well, on it.
0: 200 versus 225, 225
1: right? sure sure i would expect the 325 wsm to to kind of kick it in the tail so mm-hmm. to speak but the 338 rcm no slouch when we go to the 338 win Mag, which is exactly that cartridge that the 325 was trying to beat out and we're going to be shooting a 225 grain acubond with a muzzle velocity of 2750 Interestingly enough, emulating the muzzle energy, we find the 338 RCM does just that within a foot pound. The Acubon's higher BC than the projectile that the the RCM was launching gives us an advantage in the drop at 10.6 MOA. Windage advantage as well, 3.7 MOA. 325 WSM, it's, it's still beating it in drop. Not in drift, but it's a close shave, man. Okay. It's a close shave.
0: But it's doing it with a, a bolt that's 25 grains True. less.
1: True. I, I didn't do an apples-to-apples apples comparison because I didn't have a factory-loaded option to, right. to necessarily make that apples-to-apples apples comparison. I can also say, like, as a hand loader, you can get these cartridges all aforementioned to do things that they're not doing on the paper expressed here, right? Like my 338.6, 210-grain Barnes TTSX 2750, 11.1 at 500 yards 4.2 wind I'm pretty much identical to the 338 Rcm in performance out of a 30 out six case mm-hmm. right just necked up to 33. so that's why I threw that little rascal in there. but the cartridge does exactly what they were looking for it to do. it is it is contending extremely well with the 338s performance in a completely different gun. Completely different case. We're, we're skipping the belt. We've got a more modern case design. We've talked ad nauseum about, mm-hmm. about the WISM and all the attributes to its case design that make it such a delightful cartridge series. It's just this one is, well, it just didn't make it.
0: You're right. When I got my 300 WISM in yep. 2004, mm-hmm. it was, so that would have been the year before this thing came out. Yep. I'd just gotten it. And yep. I was like, oh, my gosh, now they have a 325.
1: You did feel a little bit of that, oh, shoot, moment?
0: Right. Oh. But it was just because, like, you know, typical 300, 325, that's more.
1: Mm -hmm. I need more,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. still think I made the right choice. And to express that, I brought a couple loadings here, Ryan. And I guess not to, although in my mind it does, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like, um, validate the 300 WSM, but also, like, more so I'm just like, I don't see that the, merit. the place like, I, don't see, I guess I don't On a lot of cartridges you could argue that, why do you need cartridge A? Because you have the .30-06 for goodness sakes, right? But, so this is the, uh, well, okay, so a lot of people talk about the three twenty five and they say, well, you know, you can shoot these bigger bullets in it, right? That's true. You know, it's kind of optimized for that two hundred grain but I think that's just because and I was reading some of this too, but that's what it's offered in as well I mean, you could shoot a 180 in it, Yep. or you could shoot a 200, where I think at the time when it was introduced, like, you weren't going to find 200-grain loadings for, like, a 300 WSM. No. You do
1: now, though. That's correct.
0: So I've got uh, a couple here. I've got the 300 uh, WSM with the 200-grain ELDX, right? And it's saying muzzle velocity of 2820. Mm. What do you got over there?
1: 2950. So less but not significantly less yes but that 200 grain eldx that's bringing a ballistic coefficient of bonkers proportion to the table it is and i'm not a crazy big bc guy but if we're going to argue the the drop and drift values that's where that's absolutely going to smoke it
0: it's saying uh are you, what's your uh your drops are in uh in minutes of angle and moa over there yeah i've got inches here so what do you got uh, 40.8 at 500.
1: Okay. Well, I can't do that math, but you know, ask your you could ask
0: your phone. Say, "Hey phone." Right. Um regardless, so I feel like it's close. It's a flat
1: the the loading that you're describing is going to be a flatter shooting cartridge over distance because we do have that higher BC value. Right. We're going to yeah. be able to retain a lot of that. Probably
0: tells me the BC in here somewhere. A G1 of 597. Bonkers.
1: Yeah. This 200 grain AccuBond's bringing Point four five oh to the table.
0: Okay, a Nosler loading. Yep, in the three hundred wisdom. It's now this is a one ninety grainer, so ten grains less, but you got a muzzle velocity of twenty eight seventy five, and I think this thing's pretty slippery too. Very. Um, hmm. I thought that would have printed out the BC on there. My printouts are failing me, Ryan.
1: It's okay. Regardless, I think I think what you are getting at though is like, what problem is this cartridge solving? Yes. In these days, I don't think much simply because, and we're seeing this more and more with cartridge evolution and with projectile evolution, and it shouldn't come as a shock to us. When you look at the ELDX, for instance, and that 200-grain projectile, or the 190-grain ABLR that you have Mm -hmm. out here, these bullets are remarkably better than the bullets of 20 years ago in, in both performance values, like ballistic coefficient, and then also, like a terminal standpoint, what that bullet is bringing to the table from... Either you know retain mass at high impact velocities, or the ability to work at low impact velocities, like at long ranges. Okay. So right. when we're looking at an ELDX or an ABLR, these bullets are spectacularly optimized to function properly at those longer distances. If we're bringing a big BC value to the table and our launch velocities very high, you know just tickling 2,900 feet per second with both of these loadings, we are absolutely surpassing most of the performance that that 325 is going to give us and mm-hmm. then ex- exceeding it handily. I'm not saying it nullifies the cartridge because there's something like having a larger frontal area on a projectile does mm-hmm. have a terminal advantage, but having a higher sectional density also has a distinct terminal advantage and having a higher BC will help carry that distinct terminal advantage over a longer mm-hmm. you know, distance. And then it fights wind better. And and I I think all of that goes into why the 325 rapidly fell off mm-hmm. in popularity.
0: Now you know these two you know options that I just mentioned and we talked through like that's look you know and and we do that a lot but that's looking through the lens of now yeah. when, when this when the 325 was introduced like these yeah, did not exist correct right they weren't around right so
1: your your quote big bore medium bore whatever you want to call it options at the time were. And like like very valid ones. Like I have a three thirty eight six. It was a factory rifle from the same era or vintage. Extremely obscure cartridge.
0: I hadn't heard about it when you're like I got a three three thirty eight dot six. Yeah. Like huh?
1: Yep. Factory factory rifle it was a Weatherby Mark Five, super big game master. Uh, very limited production. Valiant attempt. The world wasn't ready. But your options at the time were like, I'm going to say three thirty. No three thirty eight federal was that even out then? I'd have to look back at the dates. Let's so just 338
0: say three thirty eight federal. I don't remember the day. It's, a, it's, it's in a similar time frame yeah. as this, though, isn't it?
1: Yep. Yeah. So I'll say 338 Windmeg. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, storied history. Phenomenal oh, yeah. cartridge. 340 Weatherby. Very niche cartridge. Kind of a, it's, it's an expensive gun. It's an expensive round. It has hellacious recoil. You had the Lazaronis, mm-hmm. so they're extremely obscure. And you had the Dakotas, like a 330 Dakota. Outside of that, anything that would land in that realm would be a bit odd. We can make an argument for a thirty-five Whalen too, of course. But at the time, that was a spectacularly viable, we'll call it a medium bore, solution. And it did exactly, I think, what Winchester was looking to do. I'd, I'd also
0: say at the time, you look at how people are thinking about cartridges. I mean, I would say 2005. I mean, would you say that that is right at the start of kind of this long range Yeah, I forgot to mention the seen. I forgot to
1: mention the rums too. And yes, I think absolutely was.
0: People just, you know, rangefinders weren't even close to what they are today. Yep. Ballistic calculators I don't think were a thing. Slide rules. <laughs> dope charts. Don't quote me on the advent of the first ballistic calculator that would put like, you know, smartphones and like Mm-hmm.
1: We just have a lot more stuff now. I, I compiled this data on my couch yesterday while watching birds eat at my bird feeder. So
0: so it's hard It's hard to like, you know, I guess, you know, it's like you evaluate, you're evaluating the merit of the cartridge,
1: you know, from... The eyes of somebody who has the convenience of... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, like I said, I think that they, if they hit a home run, it just didn't hook up because in short order, and it probably hooked up for a short bit, mm-hmm. I... I still every year get a lot of inquiry from people, especially from like British Columbia and Alaska. Sure. Asking about how does a 325 short mag contend with my dead hold BDC reticle? Or, you know, what rings, scopes, et cetera, do we recommend for a 325 short mag? But it's like last bastions of that. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're just kind of the last holdouts um, in there. And I think it, it probably had a, a short burst of popularity and then, quickly faded Mm -hmm. because at that same time like all the things you mentioned all of a sudden we start getting into more and more advanced cartridge technology ballistics computing technology range finding technology and then cartridges like the 300 rum came out 338 rum came out and like like as a as a direct answer to this small short cartridge here's the biggest physical thing that we can put in the space available right right with the rums which i think is just we talk about passive aggressive. Nice. Well, That's just
0: aggressive. Yeah. Here's
1: here's all the space you have. Here's this giant cartridge. Um, That's
0: efficiency. Yeah. Sure.
1: That's one way to look at it. I think that it was eclipsed by performance values of the modern era. Yeah. And I'm not saying that 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 bore diameter, be it an eight millimeter, which is weird in itself, and we've never observed an eight millimeter in the U.S. really click. Like, 8mm Remington Magnum, Colt following behind it, didn't click. Crazy horsepower cartridge, rivaling the 340 Weatherby, handily.
0: Yeah, what the... In uh, some of my prints, I was highlighting some of the 8mm remmeg Yep. Like,
1: that's a big boy. It is. Big case, big belt, big bullet. Yeah, what's the... The parent case is the... Uh, well, you can look at it like full-size H&H or 416 Remeg or... I think that's what they yep. said, 416. Correct. Yeah. So, big, big belted case. And the, The Wisdom
0: is the 404 Jeffrey, Correct. Yep.
1: Which is also an old case. A shortened. Yeah. Shortened. Big, wide, beltless feature. Modern case, but very old, old roots. So, yeah. I mean, I don't get a lot of calls anymore about 338s in general with some of these new 30s that have come out, like 300 PRC or 300 Norma, 30 Nosler, things like that. a thirty caliber solution is often a really, really good solution, especially when we look at the bullets that we have nowadays. And it does not help the case of the three twenty five. It does not allow it to crawl from um, the crypt and, and like <laughs> like like get back on scene, which is a shame because it is a fine cartridge. Even more interesting to me is upon the release of the three twenty five WSM, and this was kind of into the infancy of the internet, for me anyways as a user. Immediately, people started wildcatting it, and they Mm -hmm. were making a 338-325 or the 338-300, where guys and gals were just taking the WISM case, whichever one they picked, and blowing it out to 338 diameter and enjoying remarkable success to it. And so I look at that, and I'm like, well, why couldn't the ballisticians and engineers at Winchester do it? And I'm sure they had very specific reasons for not, right? Whether it was cartridge overall length, and exceeding meg length capacity or whatever, feeding... A um, lot of talk out there about. Wisdom. I'm sure
0: they looked into it. Yeah,
1: right. A lot of talk about wisdom-based 338 Wildcats, and they seem to be doing great uh, things. But they're not hooking up from a popularity standpoint. And I, I think a part of that too is like to reap the benefit of what the 338 bore has to offer, 250 grains to 300 grains. Now we're really talking about where that bore diameter comes mm-hmm. into its own, at least from the convention of a lot of modern shooters or the thought process of a lot of lot of modern shooters where we want a huge BC advantage over anything in its weight class or even near its weight class. We want a, we need a large velocity swing too. And this is why 338 Lapua, I'll say 340 Weatherby, but it often doesn't get looked at in in terms of long range because you kind of have to hand load it to make it that way because it just don't come with the bullets that you see like a 338 Lapua come from or come with 33 Nosler or any of the other 33 caliber wildcats that are hot on scene right now. You really got to step them up in mm-hmm. order to appreciate what launching a 250 285 grain or 300 grain high BC projectile offers. Um, and the wisdom is never going to do that. It just doesn't have the case, it doesn't have the space, you know, which is a shame.
0: Well, and you and you exactly. And you talked about yeah, case and space and you know, when the uh well, the three thirty eight wisdom that never happened, you know, because it just wasn't either meeting or exceeding the standard three thirty eight. From the sounds of it, a lot of that was because those bigger bolts would eat up, yeah, case of space in, in, the, in yep. the powder column, and off you go.
1: And I, you know, it's speculation at best. But had that thing had a point three thirty eight number hung on the front of it, would it have done better? A big part of me says probably, but then why didn't the RCM do better? Why don't I see? 338 RCMs because this is a brilliant cartridge. Why why don't I see either of these w- with any degree more frequency than I do a 300 Win Mag or a 300 Short Mag or even a 300 Som, you know.
0: Right. Well, and we talked about the 338 mm-hmm. on the podcast before. And I'm not sure how pop like okay, if I was going to get a 33, I think I would likely get a 338,
1: but I'm probably still not going to get a 338. No, it's a lot of gun that's not giving you a massive advantage over until you get into the 250 class projectile. My opinion over what your wisdom can do with the right bullet. Right, right. And, it, and then you have to contend with recoil, mm-hmm. which is a whole that's a whole other talking point. Like wh- why I think a lot of these cartridges aren't in vogue right now is because they beat the tar out of you when you shoot them, and they're expensive to shoot and they're hard to shoot well. And I think that's I think that's super super valuable. When you look at, like, holistically, what makes good cartridges. How does it shoot? Right. Like, and how does it shoot you? You know, I, I, I've toiled... Philosophically. Right, right. I've toiled over much the same. I have a three thirty eight. I have a eight six. It's very uncomfortable gun to shoot. It's a five and three quarter pound rifle without a scope on it. It weighs just barely seven pounds.
0: You always threaten to take it hunting. Have you taken it hunting yet? I have
1: not, but I've, <laughs> I've worked... <laughs> I've worked up loads for it. It shoots fabulously. So it has a scope. I have loads done and developed. I even have now, I have 338.6 head stamp brass. Factory stuff. Oh, Very exciting. It's cute. It is. And I will. I will take it hunting. I just need to. It's a bugaboo to shoot, though.
0: It's not great. Yeah, maybe you should, like, uh, book a brown bear hunt and have a reason to go hunting.
1: Probably can't afford that. Mostly by probably, I mean, not at all. Just figure it out later. Oh. You get a loan or something. It's a write-off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a great Seinfeld episode. Uh, Seinfeld was hot at the time that this cartridge came out. Oh yeah, 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 big time. But all that being said, 325 WSM, it's got a lot going for it, but I think it's got a lot going against it. The
0: only reason it has anything going against it, and you could probably say this for just about any cartridge, is because what's around it.
1: Yeah, which we, we, I mean, because it's a it's a fine do all cartridge. Sure, there are better solutions.
0: There are, but I can see why anybody who ever bought a three twenty five WSM is like, "How is this not more popular?" Sure, I love this thing. It's killed everything I've shot with it handily, and yet, wah, wah. I, th- <laughs> I think
1: I uh, think sometimes when we see that caliber, it inspires a bit more confidence. Perhaps I'd be curious to know if we if we just simply swapped the barrels and got them into a three hundred, would they feel somehow? less effective confident in themselves knowing that with m- advancements in modern ballistic technology namely bullet construction shape and capabilities they probably would be at an advantage over the 300 or 325 excuse me running the 300 w- would they f- would they feel something in here and i think a big b- yes
0: i do i think mentally you'd feel like oh man yeah. i took a step down like am i gonna i've had such you know raving yeah. success which is hard to get by that, and I get it. The uh, you know your personal experience with like, no, I know this works. Now I'm you know essentially
1: taking a step back. Is this going to work? You know as as good, good. even um, though on paper it looks like it should, right? Handily kind of spank it because you're like,
0: no, three twenty five.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm there. I do that all the time. Every hey, look, I. Do
0: you think even just simply just just the way it rolls off the t- with what's available, you're like, oh, I can get a three hundred. You know this or that, or I can get a three thirty eight and then a three twenty five. Like in some ways, you're like, oh, it's right in the middle; it's a sweet spot. But then in other ways, it's a no man's land.
1: Correct. I think you think it's why a lot of quarter boards don't do this as good. I think that's why twenty five anything. A lot of people are like, well, it's not; it's a little bit more than a six, but it ain't a six five. Right, which and is a shame because
0: we like we like to round up.
1: Yeah, we we do. Well, yeah, we do. That I think metric. They did their best to make it.
0: I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. That's not an 8mm.
1: Yeah, it is, though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is a 325. This has nothing to do with the 8mm. Yeah, and it's
1: not a 325 either. It's a 323.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. I think I think they did their best to disguise it as a standard cartridge. Where does the 5 come from, then? I think, you know, when you're naming a cartridge, you just kind of <laughs> do whatever you want. <laughs> Why not? What's a 30- well, thirty?
0: Hey, let's have some fun
1: with it. Yeah, what's a 32 ACP? That's not a 32.
0: This stuff always
1: just... Boggles of mind. Yes, yeah, it's still a fine cartridge. I just think it's, um, I think it's one later in a couple of decades. Maybe somebody's going to put on a pair of like round frame glass. Like, My goodness gracious, a three twenty five. I didn't think any of them made it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or like a thousand years from now, some Attenborough type is going to be talking about it. I haven't
0: looked in a long time, but well, I've even been offered. I've because people know like oh you like WSMs you know yeah you want to buy this 325 <laughs> yeah they're trying to and, appeal to you a little bit there and, uh, and round your collection out right and uh, and very you know which I you know I guess that's a um, a logical line of thinking sure and the couple times I mean honestly the rifle they sold they would have sold it to me for a song
1: yep I've seen a lot of those rifles sold for a song so. If you're
0: looking for a good deal on a cartridge that'll knock down anything you want to point it at, oh yeah, you might be able to find one in a three twenty five. Yep,
1: and probably hasn't been shot much. No, because there's not a lot of ammo out there. It's still a handful to shoot. There's still a two hundred grain projectile going just about three grand. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, there's only Which hand- I'm for it. Yep. Yeah. Oh no, I agree. It's got it checks a lot of boxes. It's just the boxes for some are you can't reconcile them. Still an eight millimeter. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of the day, man, it's still an eight millimeter.
0: So you'd think, by today's line of thinking in the U.S. North America, uh, the millimeters very strong.
1: I feel the right millimeters are.
0: Yeah, but this was like this was a well. They didn't call it an eight mil, but a millimeter cartridge too early. Like (laughs) I feel like if you were a, a millimeter. Other than the seven rim yeah, which is like the only one that's historically been something in these parts,
1: right? It's been something. <laughs> I'm just alluding to my. Yeah, I
0: know. You're getting yeah. your Rylan folks up again. Oops. Anyway, I feel like if you're a new, you know, six millimeter Creed or whatever, that's cool. Yeah. Which that is a cool cartridge, actually. But like if you're an old, then you're not cool. No. Nah. Old guard. Old guard millimeter cartridges, not cool.
1: Yeah. But it is a fine cartridge.
0: It's fantastic. It's just. It's, but it is, Ryan. Yeah. Unequivocally a. Lead balloon. Lead balloon.
1: No question about it, Mark. <laughs> Poor thing. I know it, right? And it's a handsome cartridge. When you look at it, you're like, that's a handsome cartridge. It has all the things like. It's proportional. It looks good. Its bullet diameter isn't too small for its voluminous case. Nor is it too large. It's right at about the sweet spot. Almost at the sweet spot.
0: It's almost at the. I mean, yeah, I agree. You look at it, you go, well, that, that's hot.
1: Oh, yeah, that's another thing. We usually have cartridges here to talk about. I just want you to imagine.
0: Yes, imagine, if, if you, you will.
1: will a, a really nicely shaped cartridge in the middle of the case or table here. Case, uh, wisdom ish proportions, bullet, slightly larger in diameter. Uh, but it's so obscure these days. That uh, unless you're hand-loading ammunition or you've got a line on a on a pile of it, somebody maybe bought a case in their basement. Uh, it's hard to come by. I don't even have a single fired cartridge.
0: I was talking to MC Ryan about this. We're gonna we're gonna try and find one.
1: I hope so. Some I don't know anybody here who's got one. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't have any. Am I might have to. My vast uh,
0: ammo store, or something. It's gonna open some some one museum
1: vault, and the tour guide will talk about it, and then you can have it on loan for a picture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We tried, folks. We tried to give you. A we tried, right? Medium bore, short mag. But that balloon did not
0: sail. It didn't. Now I will say this. Maybe this will be. This might be foreshadowing of a future lead balloon. Might not. We'll see where this uh, series goes. Let us know. In my uh, researching, and I came down and talked to you about it, I was, I was I, you know, looking at the 325 WSM, it kind of naturally, you know, looking at all, all the WSMs. The 7 WSM. Now, that seems like it should have been something. Should have. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. No.
1: Of the two that made it most unscathed, and really only one, the 270 and the 300. And the 270, I think, is finally peacefully and quietly died. Mhm. And the 300 still strong. Phenomenal cartridge. The 270 his the 68 came out. I just want you to think of the op- the office when Pam's like it's the same picture. Mhm. It's the same it's the same picture. 68 western aka 270 wism slightly. Sli-
0: it's better. Yeah.
1: Oh. Well, yeah. The 7 it's better. that that 7 wism also didn't make it.
0: It didn't. No. But I was looking at the numbers that they were attaching to it. I was like, well, that looks like all the things I like. It does. And then now you have the 7PRC. Yep. Which is like, we did a, we talked about that one. And I I think it is an extremely fine cartridge. Yes. But then I was looking, well, what the heck is, I don't know. I need to do some more uh, comparing.
1: Yep. The undoing of, of many of these smaller cases that have like a large volume but are short, with the expressed intent of being paired to a certain action length, is what happens when you put high BC slippery profile projectile bullets in them? It eats your case capacity up, and you 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 kind of neuter them or mute them with respect of what they can attain from velocity or obtain from velocity numbers by seeing that bullet so deep in there. Yeah, you just sneak that little rascal out a little bit. and My gosh, is it amazing? But it's not what it's here for.
0: I think you're onto something. Well, all right, everybody. Well, there you have it: the three twenty five WSM. We covered it. Yep. You asked for it a lot. And uh, oh, there you go. There's your. Uh...
1: That's sad. <laughs> sad. Oh. If you're
0: watching on YouTube, we have a very uh, anemic helium balloon that's not doing any heliuming. It is. That's a shame. There it, she is. It, She's it, on the ground. First, first well let balloon, lead. Mark. This was it. The...
1: 860 days of me pleading every podcast meeting. Hey, I've got this. Was it,
0: was it everything you dreamt of?
1: It was exactly what I wanted. 10 likes and we'll continue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 10 likes. That's the key number. Yep. Awesome. All right, guys. 3, 325 WSM. Do you have one? Do you love it? Do you hate us for not loving it?
1: Have you? Even though put, we
0: don't not love it, we just don't.
1: Have you put the smack down on an elk, mule deer, brown bear, black bear, white tail, pronghorn? With authority, likely. Yep. And do you feel that... Um, this cartridge's failure is unjust.
0: Yes. And maybe this podcast will, uh, I'd like to think, maybe it'll rekindle it
1: a little bit, perhaps. I, don't I hope know. so, too. I hope so, too.
0: So, if you have a three twenty five WSM and love it, we definitely understand why. Yep. It's just one of those things. Yep. It's an 8mm. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Take care. See we'll ya. see you on the next one. All right, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Vortex Nation podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button, give us a review, or leave a comment. We want to hear what you have to say. If you have a question or topic suggestion, let us know that as well via the Vortex Nation podcast YouTube page or any of Vortex's social platforms. That helps us cover exactly what you want to hear so we can provide the best information to help you with your hunting, shooting, and related activities and ultimately enjoy them to their fullest potential. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.